Actually, I want I want to start this one off. I want to start oh, okay. this one off by just asking what 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 drink is everyone drinking for today's session? This is our morning session. Last time was an evening session where where wine was permitted, but today it's a morning. Wait, we were allowed to have I've got wine. A ch- I've got a chai tea myself. Whoa! I just finished my ginger and honey tea. Wonderful. So now I've got my backup fresca. A wonderful choice. I had rosé last time. I'm just having water now. Oh. <laughs> We're supposed to have tea. I do miss my rosé. I ran out of it. But I will go get morning wine. <laughs> I have an Earl Grey. Earl Grey? I already I had some Earl Grey this morning. Aww. It was delicious. I didn't know we were doing wine last time. I think I was just doing wine <laughs> yeah, last time. <laughs> <laughs> This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, episode 301, The Gathering Storm, part two. An actual play of Embers of the Imperium, a Twilight Imperium RPG for the Genesis system by Edge Studios. With your GM, Phoenix Gruber, AKA Absol197, performances by Matt Martins, Hunter Donaldson, Sun Sanders, and Kate Thompson. Music by Michael Keane. Last time on the Gathering Store. <laughs> Who wants to do the recap? Oh this God, no! I, do. I definitely can't. I, don't, I have the I have the memory of a waffle, so no, thank you. All right, so Matt can do it. <laughs> <laughs> we met a barista. That's what I focused on. We talked in a coffee shop. We met a barista. Wonderful gent. Really liked him. Showed us where the bathroom was. Um, Nothing weird about that encounter yeah. at all. It was just a normal everyday coffee shop type of situation. Cool. We are I, on Lysis, right? <laughs> to start. <laughs> Our mission is on Lysis. Um, we we all had some uh, some time to sort of do our own things, but then we were briefed on a diplomatic situation happening on Lysis. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the major players involved are the Nalu, the Sardak, and then the local Lysis government. I may be having a little trouble with the specifics of that <laughs> conflict at this moment, but I remember that those are the players. There's some sort of disagreement between those three that we are basically being sent to, uh, to kind of play, do a diplomacy mission between mm-hmm. these three factors everybody wants control uh, of lysis including lysis itself would like its autonomy is kind of the core yes. thing yes well and they already have their autonomy right it's true that's been like granted to them but it sounds like the nalu and and the nor and the nor are sort of encroaching and there's been incidents on the planet mm-hmm. yes there's been yeah. an arson there's an arsonist yeah. at large i remember that part <laughs> protest in the city mm-hmm. um, going down uh, explosion at the headquarters yes. uh, explosions yeah there's like a secret mm-hmm. Sardak nor gang isn't there didn't we didn't didn't uh, they're Rex not so secret of like a, a, some nor like loyalists yeah. or whatever. the nor rejoiners what are very rejoiners. public the nor, the, okay, public. the nor rejoiners yeah the nor used to control Lysis I do yeah. remember yeah. that as well yeah yeah their enemy num- number one for Rex because <laughs> they took didn't they take the planet yeah they committed a they committed genocide basically right that's bad just some yeah. light heart hey, i want to go on record and fun. say that's bad hey i yeah. want to say <laughs> we're not i will, I will join no the good. record on that <laughs> 
Matt wants to say on the record that's bad. Boren perhaps is Whoa. less. He's a weird guy that doesn't I'm seem to have made. Boren's politics makes me yeah, uncomfortable. Make, they make me uncomfortable. <laughs> Rex is going to use them to his advantage. Yeah, he's a usable guy. So <laughs> let's let's see how that goes. So just to clear up a couple points. Yes. Yes. Uh, when you guys arrived, you met with Mayor. Thina Ikforentia, mm-hmm. who is the mayor of Shirkwa, which is Lysus's capital city. And she gave you just sort of like a brief overview of Lysus's position. Uh, you did not meet with the prime minister because parliament was just very recently bombed, like the day before you got there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, he was kind of like under heavy guard. Um, although that is an option. You could try to see if you could get in to talk with him. Mm-hmm. He might have more information for you. Um, and then after that, you decided, you know what? We need to talk to these two like big factions and see what they're actually after. So you decided to go first to the Nalu quarter and go talk to the ambassador. Uh, you did stop over at a baris at a uh, a bar or a a, a tea Siren's house rather. Call. A tea house. Uh, it's yeah. actually the Stone Song. Tea. It's called Stone Song Teas. Mm-hmm. Stone and you had a very tea. interesting count- encounter with the barista. Who you very much annoyed? <laughs> I'll know here. Decided... You marked their name as Sharon. I'm gonna call that. Sharon. I know, uh, it's Sharon. I get that, but also, it's a it's Sharon. a nice Nalu Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pronounce it correctly in fiction. Don't worry. Actually, we never. I never caught the the barista's name. So yeah, I don't think any of us. No, none of us did. None of you asked him. <laughs> we were terrible, terrible people, and we didn't care at all. He had a name tag and everything. And just completely looked over person. it. Well, see, that's the thing. Drua don't really have name tags because they just like. Oh yeah, they just know. <laughs> they just yeah, know they each just know each other's tags. names. <laughs> did we see the the Nor fighters when we went to the Nalu embassy? Uh, no, they they'd already returned to the North. They'd already now. returned. Okay, I didn't know if they were active. That happened still about. Flying around. Uh, that happened about a month, I think, before you guys got here. Uh, and then you decided, okay, that one uh, encounter with some Drua was probably enough for us. Let's go talk to the ambassador. Heck yeah. Yeah, we felt good about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the ambassador was technically busy, but her schedule miraculously cleared up as soon as you guys got there. And so we left off as you were being uh, escorted into the ambassador's office. This is going to go great. <laughs> it's going to be good. <laughs> Rick says out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got this. We got this, Rick. We're like pumping ourselves up, but they can hear our thoughts. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. We can do this. But we're we're just speaking out loud. Rex is like, yeah, Rick, we got this. All right. Boren, you got this. You're going to do great. Sir, just keep being yourself. We're going to nail this. Thank you. Gasha, crushing it as always. Oren, you really, you really got it this time. I believe in you, buddy. Oren's confident. You had it last time, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a big grand room. Um, the embassy building is the only one made in the Nalu cor- Quarter made completely out of crystal. Mm. And this room is basically just a hollowed, uh, it's sort of like rounded, but it, it rises to a point at the ceiling um, inside the crystal. And the entire walls are just this beautiful violet colored crystal. There are lots of decorations, most, once again, lots of stuff made about, uh, made out of crystal here, as well as lots of uh, very thin metal tracery, lots of gold, some coppers, some silver. The ambassador herself, she's got a very wide desk that sort of is a gentle arch. She's got what's very clearly a computer station there, although it's not open and she doesn't have anything open. 
She's got a thing to write with an actual pen on actual paper. And she uncoils and rises up. So she's sort of like, when Drua want to rise up on their tails, they can get up pretty high. And so she spreads her arms and sort of inclines her head, which seems to be a very common uh, Nalu collective sign of respect, sort of like a bow. And she says, Welcome, honored Caleris. I am Ambassador Caandres. Please. And then she gestures, and there were no chairs at all in her office, but then as she gestures, there's a sort of like irising on the floor and a couple of hidden uh, compartments. Chairs rise up, because the druid don't need chairs. She keeps them hidden until she's meeting with people that needs them. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've all seen Men in Black. You know those just like (laughs) bubble chairs? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The outsides look nicer, but there's sort of, there's just those like partial sphere chairs that probably are not very comfortable to sit in. (laughs) I don't know why, but it kind of sounded like a diss. Like, (laughs) I'm sure you've all seen Men in Black. Like, it didn't didn't register as like a... Uh, like us as a collective, like you guys for sure saw Men in Black. <laughs> Sugar, water, water. But yeah, I, I know about these chairs. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite bits is when he's in the chair mm-hmm. trying to ride on the thing. <laughs> I was not expecting a Men in Black reference in uh, in this role playing game, but uh, well, hey, there you go. I'm here for it. Yeah. New York City, baby. Honestly, an adjacent an adjacent uh, lore. If anything, we can't prove that Men in Black is not canon in this universe. We don't. We don't have proof yeah, of that. Can't prove it. Yeah, uh, and we we could we could also not bother though, you know. I'm just gonna say it's not, and we're gonna leave it at that. <laughs> That's I'm I'm down with that. Rex nudges Boren a little bit with like his elbow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boren uh, sir does... also nudges like with his elbow as well. That you're yeah. being nudged. So Boren like, pushing you gently, forward, yeah, yeah, shoving me forward. And um, I'm like, before we get started, I'm gonna let each of you make one check. You Ooh. guys can pick the skill, any Whoa. skill you think that's gonna be helpful. Oh no. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ranged heavy. Oh, no. <laughs> Some options are knowledge culture, to know uh, Nalu culture, knowledge lore, if you want to know about their history, vigilance, to be on the lookout for deceptions or uh, attempts to literally manipulate your mind. If you have another skill you think might be applicable, go I'm ahead and pitch it. I'm absolutely going vigilance. Okay. Rex's vigilance as well. All right. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I got two advantages at least. Both of you ended up with two advantages. So I'll say you guys get a boost on your first uh, thing that uh, uses vigilance. Yeah. Sir really takes in the room and nothing else. (laughs) Yeah. Gasha and Rick, Boren. I mean, one of my better skills is negotiation. I think I want. Well, we're here to learn about what the Nalu want. We're not even necessarily at any sort of negotiating table yet. Yeah. I think it should be more preemptive than that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I could I could say you could use a negotiation to try and just like set a uh, a good tone at the start of this meeting. Right. That'd be fine with me. And I want her to try. I, my goal is for them to be honest with me, which I think is a form of negotiation, especially with Nalu who mm. control mental information. I'm doing negotiation. Okay. And because you previously uh, deceived Saorna and made her think that... Uh, you are here specifically to help the collective. Uh, Soorna clearly passed that along to the ambassador because the ambassador seems very receptive to your overtures. Two successes, one advantage. Nice. So what does Boren say to sort of open this negotiation and try and set this good tone? Um, definitely matching. The Nalu is showing sort of 
respect although i feel like in these meetings there's it's always like a little finger style respect of like yes we're all here but i think i think boren even goes as far as uh the nalu did her traditional uh greeting and the winu sort of uh the boren sort of has his own i don't know what it is perhaps a little a little bit of a class a, a little bit of a prayer hands small mm -hmm. small bow uh, a, a minor tilting of the head while keeping eyes can it be a little nalu. weirder than that, though? Can I mean, it be a little weirder? Greeting. Yeah, it's like it's instead of the fingertips touching the your fingertips touch the base of your palm. Like really, it's like really awkward I to like do. That. And you and you sort of you bow your head into the back of one of your hands. Does that make any sense? <laughs> I'm doing it on camera it's for everyone. Desk. It's a head you're desk. Do, you're, you're My Warren does a head desk <laughs> upon his own back of his hand. Yeah, there you go. Sure, why not? <laughs> and it means the utmost respect to the Nalu, and she definitely knows that. Yeah. Is there anything that we could do with like a computers check? Or sorry, not computers, science, knowledge science. If I could get mm. any like background knowledge about the Nalu related to science. It's just my best knowledge. So I feel like that's what I would lean into. Otherwise I could do something different, but. Yeah, go ahead, Ooh, two successes. Two successes. Okay, so um, Ambassador Andres, is so I didn't describe her outfit. She's got a uh, very ornate sort of like in between like a robe and like a corset, um, but it's uh, green and purple. It's got a whole bunch of dangly uh, gold chains tipped with little crystals. But the thing that you notice is the tiara, the golden tiara she's wearing with a giant green gem right in the middle of her forehead. You recognize that as a telepathic enhancer that uh, the Drua can wear that empower that strengthen their telepathic abilities. Uh oh. Is that like a technological device or? Yes, it is. Oh. Boren focuses extra hard <laughs> on not saying something bad. Anything that you think of, don't say this. You've, you've effectively already said it. Yep. That's basically. <laughs> They're probably it. used to that though, right? Like the natural <laughs> reaction with. When you like, that's why you know that you... that's that's why diplomacy with the Drua is so difficult. <laughs> Mostly, Born's just in his head saying, "You can do this. You can yeah. do this. You're a steel yeah. trap. You can do this." <laughs> uh, and so she gestures to the chairs. Does anybody want to sit down? Born doesn't. Born wants to, uh, at the very least, be the last to sit down. Sir sits down like real casual. <laughs> yeah. All right. Gasha and Rick will sit down in one chair. Rick's and looks at the egg to sit down in it and goes, mm-mm, and just stands <laughs> behind everyone. <laughs> he'll stand, right. like, to the right behind Boren. He'll wait for him to sit down, and he just stands at attention. Oh, great. All right, well, the two chairs that were not taken slide back down. You don't see her press any, you know, interact with any device, so she must be doing it telepathically. Born immediately regrets it. It's like, oh, dang it, my my, my legs yeah, you don't are get sore. To <laughs> <laughs> um, and she uh, um, she slithers around her desk to basically be uh, in front of you and says, "To what do I owe this wonderful pleasure?" Well, as you noted, we are uh, we're here on behalf of the Calaras uh, on Mechatol Rex mm -hmm. of Mechatol Rex from Mechatol Rex. Uh, and we we just understand that yes, there are we've heard of you. disputes. Ah, thank you. Yes, of course. Uh, uh, there's disputes going on, <laughs> on the planet, and we're we're here to to gather information about how we can best uh, uh, assist in the Nalu's desires without uh, any more suffering on on the planet. Yes, the events of recent days have been 
quite disturbing. Uh, we welcome the Calaris' help, of course. We have not been the aggressors in any of this. It is, unfortunately, our counterparts across the planet that have been uh, the primary uh, drivers of this aggression. But I am very pleased to hear that you wish to assist us. I'm checking my notes really quick. Yeah, question. Some of the <laughs> incidents were against Nor, right? Yes. So can we tactfully ask about those? That's what I'm saying. I'm, 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 looking, through our, I'm looking through our lists of incidents. Of course we understand if, if the Nalu, like, retaliated that that was... It was, the it was the troop transport. The first incident was, in fact, against the Nalu, but it's... Yeah, so, like, do you know, like, does she know where that might have come from? Like, there must be, there must be something else going on, right? Because it's not just... You can certainly ask her. From the, from the High Ambassador's perspective, what is the rationale for these inciting incidents against your, uh, your fellow ambassadors and... Uh, political officers. We believe that uh, the envoys from Sardak are displeased with our presence due to the animosities gathered during the later days of the Twilight Wars. Uh, our two civilizations were unfortunately at odds during that conflict. <laughs> it seemed noteworthy there was a, an uptick of Nalu's presence. Is there is there any... what What is uh, Nalu's sort of intense and... Uh, desires and interest in Lysis. Uh, they're, they're, it, it, the, the Calaris and Mechatorix has noted an uptick in Nalu activity in this region, which, you know, I'm not trying to say you've deserved any of the attacks on your on your people, but perhaps we can understand better where the unlawful unrest is coming from if we can better understand where, why Nalu has shown such an interest in the planet of late. Boren, what is your vigilance? Mm-hmm. Three greens and a blue. Uh, can Rex also be looking around this room to see if she has any sort of like artifacts or, you know, like, you know, sometimes in like ambassador rooms or like, you know, big government buildings, they'll have like pieces of history from the area. Mm -hmm. Rex just uh, wants to look at and see if he notices any SAR related items. <laughs> uh, you see no SAR related items. Uh, when you entered and the ambassador came around her desk, uh, two large curtains that you couldn't have seen from the entryway because they were on the the ambassador's side of the entryway sort of came down. And so to basically to give you guys privacy um, there, she does have a lot of relics. Most of them look like they're from uh, Malik, though, mm -hmm. uh, her home mm -hmm. system. Uh, once again, lots of crystals, uh, but some uh, big uh, violet rocks, which probably are from those... Um, the famed Violet Mountains of Drua. She's got a small sort of like, almost like a bonsai garden where she's got uh, a couple of plants growing that are, they're sort of like trees, but they grow and they're very twisty and they've got uh, leaves that are bright blue and actually glow. It, it's very, it's all about aesthetics in her office, it looks like. It, everything is very aesthetic. And Nalu focused, not, yep. not uh, Lysis focused. Our people have always enjoyed the, atmosphere and environment of Lysis is part of the reason we our interest during the Twilight Wars was so fierce. But we have come to realize that uh, full-on invasion and conquest and annexation is not the way to go about things. So we have simply, we have opened our embassy here to help our people who wish to relocate uh, 
have a place to feel at home. We have no intention of uh, adding the planet to the collective's list of worlds. Hmm. Uh, Sir uh, just kind of speaks up and is like, uh, how, how supportive does the collective feel that they can be to the local government, to the Lysis government? Except he does it like this. <laughs> I was about to ask. <laughs> <laughs> like, who's talking right now? <laughs> uh, there's much we can aid them with. Uh, part of why we are here. So I'll have you know, uh, Kaandris did roll a deception check and against Boren, and she got a failure. Mm -hmm. Look at all those yellow dice that came up blank. <laughs> came up <Yeah>. nothing. <laughs> oh my gosh. So basically, uh, her previous statement, Boren, you can tell that most of it was true, but there was definitely there was definitely something in there yeah. that uh, she was uh, sort of alighting. Yeah. Um, well, to, to go off, to, to speak to the players, my thinking right now is, I mean, we're talking to a woman who's wearing a crystal designed to better read people's minds. So mm -hmm. while it's Boren's trying to suss out the idea that, well, yeah, you're not doing violence, but you're here as the psychic race <laughs> inflicting your will upon people. So how best to navigate why a defending faction would view that as, I suppose, a, a form of attack, basically. I mean, there's there's... There's seemingly a different kind of control the Nalu was probably known for. Maybe I could do like a lore check to kind of know. Yeah. It's seemingly <laughs> most Nalu incursions are, are lacking in violence and are more of a diplomatic overthrow. Um, mm. And so knowing, um, knowing how best to do that as culture, it. not lore. Okay. But um, Rex with this line of thinking is quickly wondering, like, I wonder if the Nalu had anything to. I wonder if the Nalu had anything to do with. What happened to the Tsar during the Twilight Wars? Mm. I like how I'm, I'm glad Rex's internal voice is similar to <laughs> his external. Of course it is. Uh, zero success. Talks to himself all the time. <laughs> Three advantage. I was no going to say before you before you rolled that, oh. Warren. Did you want to use your new talent instead? Oh, probably the one that is the because uh, that is absolutely something you could have uh, researched before. Oh, also before you walked into the ambassador's room, your uh, your savant did ping. Daddy has uh, deposited another hundred sure. ore into your account. Yeah, and I'll have I'll have sort of already spent fifty. Also, I'll note too: this is part of the research <laughs> I was doing on the ship on the way here. Mm -hmm. Was looking up cultural and and mm -hmm. historical data about Nalu wars, basically, and and mm -hmm. how best to handle them. So yeah, um, so it actually cost you a hundred ore because it's fifty per difficulty right. die. So since there was two, it cost you a hundred. That's fine. But you still succeed Boren's with one good success. For it. <laughs> yeah. Succeed automatically with a with a success. Um, so your hunch is absolutely correct. Uh, most often when the collective is sort of like has an angle on a planet, it usually involves uh, just subtly manipulating and controlling the government until all of a sudden they're the ones in charge. Well, Gasha and Rick are wondering if we can get some information just by saying like, how can we help? Right. Because, because the Nalu are like super supporters of Calaris. And that's one of the right. like fine lines that we're treading here, right? They're we don't want to piss them off. And that's the main reason because like they are funding Calaris. So first we should try and see like, what is it that they would want us right. to do? Cause she seems like glad that we're here, right? I, I, I think the way Boren wants to try to formulate that is like to ask this Nalu like, well, I mean, the Nalu are no strangers to 
uh, denizens of planets being nervous about their presence. You, you, you all come with such a high esteem and a high regard in the halls of diplomacy that, uh, you know, though those less skilled than our like, I'm gesturing to himself and the Nalu, um, mm-hmm. are, are, are not as adept in, in the ways of, of diplomacy. Um, so how best uh, could the Nalu benefit from the Calaris's input and support to help Lysus understand the importance of its history and ecosystem for the the Nalu? Um, you know, the, you, you, you clearly love this place. So how can we best represent that to to these people? I'm going to have you roll me a negotiation, Boren. Mm. Uh, do remember, you've got uh, talents that let you lean into story points a bit heavier. Uh, I would say you've got a good out for uh, using a story point here in that you came in with a uh, strong uh, with a strong aura of we were trying to help the collective. Yeah. So if you wanted to upgrade something, you could spend a story point. Uh, I do want to spend a story point. And I also want All to right. use, I just made reference to sort of my own diplomatic history and so i want to use my proper upbringing to add an advantage i suffer yeah, one strain so suffer a strain and i add an advantage advantage and add your advantage for your ambassadorial staff too because uh, she definitely respects the galactic council mm, okay kablamo three successes and a triumph Oof. that's a win for boren nice yeah wow. um so yeah she basically uh sort of inclines her head with a with a, a small smirk and says you do not need to be so uh, be so coy, uh, Agent Borman. I know you refer to our abilities, uh, our mental abilities, as uh, something that others tend to fear. I would implore you that we are not here to conquer Lysis. The thing that uh, the attacks against our people that have been escalating lately are the thing that we would most request assistance with. From the Calaris. Is, the, is there someone in particular you would like us to talk to? Or is there a, is there an area where the Calaris's influence would most benefit the Nalu in dissipating the violence and expressing the Nalu's interests? We have been unable to negotiate directly with the, with the Nor general currently stationed at their compound at Tong. He has been particularly obstinate and is the one that ordered the recent attack or near attack on our embassy here. As no collective military uh, personnel or equipment has ever come to Lysis, uh, we were quite uh, defenseless against the attack. And it was only through quick thinking that we were able to turn them back without any shots fired. Uh, the Calaris would be happy to go and, and speak under the initiative of the Calaris so that as uh, the, the, there seem to be mixed feelings. I, I wouldn't blame a Sardak nor for having difficulty accepting the invitation of a Nalu on a world they're perhaps trying to take by force or, or whatever they're up to. So perhaps a third party is exactly what the situation needs to find everybody at least a little bit of what they want. Why, yes, if you could in, uh, facilitate a meeting... That would also be of great service. We'll see what we can do under the, you know, perhaps, perhaps we can label a, a, a you know, we could all head back to Mechatol Rex together and, and, and have a proper, a proper 
uh, council meeting. I'm afraid my uh, position <laughs> will not allow me to leave the planet. As yeah, didn't it take us two currently. weeks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a quick trip. Uh, but that wonderful ship that you brought, is that not a diplomatic vessel? Surely it's outfitted for such a meeting? Born's getting very Ooh, nervous. Like we could have the meeting on the ship? Yeah, you can meet Born. This is Born's moment, but he yeah, doesn't absolutely. know how to handle that it. That great. He's nervous as, as all get out. Yeah, yeah, uh, we can yes. booby trap it, Home Alone style, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Rex, is, Rex loves that idea. Uh, Sir's oh, already thinking time. about the paint cans <laughs> and where to put them. Um, Born says, "Yes, we are, are, are. We would be happy to host uh, if if we can reach some sort of consensus with with all parties. We would be happy to host you in our chambers, in my chambers." He says, "In my, <laughs> I, I don't know a better word than chambers, but my. Yeah, we, know, our, we're all gonna stand next to Boren's bed, <laughs> and that's where it will happen." <laughs> It'd be like a slumber party. <laughs> Borm will lay in bed in his jammies, mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. peeking out over the covers. Exactly. And that's where it'll all go down. <laughs> Kiss my finger. Great idea. Kiss me night night before you go. <laughs> Pillow fight. <laughs> Rex has had to do this a couple of times, and it's yeah. always uncomfortable. He's born night night. <laughs> we 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 do it in shifts when we're traveling. Mm -hmm. It's your turn to tuck him in. <laughs> oh, Brick, it's your turn. You said that last time. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think Boren uh, is prepared to take them up on this uh, offer, although he doesn't know if he's going to be able to get the Sardock on board, but he's excited about trying to uh, coordinate a meeting. We gladly accept your help. We'll send our people, we'll send our people to uh, let you know when the meeting is ready to be held uh, uh he 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 Who sort of glances an eye <laughs> yeah, his, his people is specifically people. gasha and rick he's like looking at <laughs> gasha and rick, like you'll do that right later like you'll you'll come over here and do that maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> very good i shall await uh your communication uh born is prepared to turn and leave the door he he ushers his team to to rise with him she gives you another bow and says uh, may the golden light fall upon you. Born sort of turns back, d does his weird little head desk thing again, and walks uh, walks away. And but he's like, yeah. he's like, the, wa the, he's walking a little bit too fast, like in excitement, because that went well. He's like, yeah, the two curtains sort of spread. Whatever mechanism uh, she has to raise and lower them is very quiet, and once again, it's probably telepathically uh, powered or activated. Because hmm. she didn't press any devices to actually get them to go up or down. Does that insinuate that the curtains have brains? Uh, no, just that. I mean, they have <laughs> it's telepathy. Uh, it's not. Can they can they move objects with their mind? What is that called? T telekinesis. 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 Yeah. Um, telekinesis. It's not very widely understood. It is known that the Drua have can manipulate certain devices. Mm. Like it, ha devices have to be specifically designed to be able to receive telepathic mm. commands. It's um, called so it's not, Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bluetooth. So it's not like that she could do it with just anything. It, the receiver has to be designed to be able to receive those gotcha. commands. Okay. Well, we, we head back to the ship and are, I guess have to figure out where this yep. commander is and how to talk so to him. So we get him. to do something cool. Uh-oh. Hmm. All of you get uh -oh. to roll either your choice, either discipline or cool, to recover some strain after this encounter. Mm. And there's no difficulty. It's just roll your thing. However, Warren, I am going to pass you some dice because uh, you did a good job. 
Oh boy. So for each success, you recover one strain. Did that feel like a combat encounter to That was Rex? not a combat encounter. <laughs> <laughs> Everything just, feels like a combat checking. encounter to Rex. Social combat! <laughs> but now you've all recovered. You're feeling good. You did a good job. When we were walking back, I mean, and when we were walking around, did Rex see any, are there any other SAR that he's seen? Like the whole time we've been on the there, planet? There are no SAR on this time. planet. Yeah, that's their thing, right? I mean... Rex might be Sar, the first SAR. Yeah, Rex might be the first SAR on this planet in a exceptionally a long, long time. time. Uh, yeah. Not technically on this planet, but like I said in the previous session, when SAR have to come to this planet, they'll either not land or yeah. they won't leave their ship. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's Rex like one of the first to actually walk around. Would that come off as He's like just... a, like is Rex nervous about people finding out? Like, would that be the kind of context of this is like, it's not like a taboo of it's forbidden. Okay. okay. It's not, yeah, no, it's not shameful. It just hurts. Yeah. It's it not hurts sh- him internally. He's, he yeah, is, yeah, he's so just like on edge the whole time. Yeah. The Sar like, are very around. spiritual people. Yeah, and so like exactly. coming back to this planet while the Nor are still here yeah. is just, it's really spiritually painful for them. So they just don't want to do it. He's just looking around and assuming like since he doesn't see anything with SAR related stuff that like they like paved over any SAR, yeah. you know, remnants. Aww. Well, is- so the the SAR city uh, or the SAR settlement uh, was called. I couldn't find the actual name of it. Um, it's doesn't have an official name, but I have named oh. it is oh. Har- is Harukun and uh you probably know generally where Harukun was. Um, so if it's been paved over, it would have been paved over in that area. This uh, Shirkwa is not anywhere near where it was. Is then where the Nor are? There is a city there, uh, the city called Remembrance, but there is a Nor base basically right on the outskirts of Remembrance. So as you uh, exit the embassy, some, the, some of the uh, assistants all sort of give you a uh, uh, a bow to you know honor your parting. It is still raining very heavily outside, but the first thing you notice is the music. It sounds like everybody in the Nalu quarter, like literally everybody, is singing all at the same time, and it's all like one person over here will start a harmony, and then another person, as the instant they stop, someone else over there picks it up, and then someone further down, like three blocks down, will continue it. And there's like dozens of different harmonies all going and everyone is all singing the same time. This beautiful, complex aria. That wig's Boren right the heck out. <laughs> I'll say that much. <laughs> I think Boren is freaked out by... Uh, by singing? Uh, everyone all do... Like by that level of synergy. Does anyone know what this is? Like, could I do a culture check on this or what? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know that on their home planet... Drua don't actually use their voices for anything but singing. And these sort of like communal songs Mm -hmm. uh, with their really complex and just like interconnectedness are a very common thing they do on their home world. Is it like a moment of prayer? Like what, what, what incites them all deciding to do this? No one knows. Okay. They just start doing it. Talk about it. Um, However, with your advantage, you know, the rain was starting up right as you were sort of arriving and you're in the back of your head. You're thinking, wait a minute. Did I, as we were going in, did I kind of hear this starting? You think it might just be 
They're singing for the rain. Boren's mind wanders and he's freaked out. He thinks he thinks the Nalu can control the rain. <laughs> he thinks they're <laughs> making it rain. <laughs> and he does. He takes it as a threat. Gasha thinks it's really nice and that so far um, she really likes the Drua and the Nalu. Uh-oh. We're being won over as a team. Uh, sounds like Brian Eno. <laughs> <laughs> What, do, what to do with this pleasant music around us? Boren is just unsettled by pleasant things. I mean, this is really unsettling because it's it's like a citywide, yeah. spontaneous performance with no conductor. Although maybe he's jealous of it. The idea that uh, uh, there could be that much control <laughs> over somebody else. Is it control or is it harmony? Yeah, it doesn't seem like control. Uh, well, he he would misunderstand it. He doesn't know, He doesn't know the difference. Can we just ask one of them what the heck they're doing yeah uh, so sir just walks up to the nearest nalu and is like so what is this what what are you doing and it's kind of rude i guess because they're in the middle of doing it but uh they keep singing for a bit right they don't really respond to you are you gonna ask again or are you just gonna let it be uh no sir's good at taking a hint so okay just doesn't continue to talk we can like walk towards our transport and listen probably right yeah, so you head over to your air car. It's still parked in the same place it was. You're probably not getting all the way to Tong in your air car. So oh. uh, you'll probably need to get your ship. Okay. Or hire a different transport. I think we should show up in a Calera's ship. Uh, yeah. To talk to, to the Although our ship is also not a Calera's ship. It's an extra, an extra ship. ship. It is tech. Yeah. Uh, it's both technically and not technically a Calera's ship. It's very weird. Yeah. So. We can better explain that, though, than the <laughs> people that there are being done exact violence towards right now, basically. Uh, so I think we should head back to the ship and discuss how we want to approach uh, the Nor, the militant yeah. of the two factions uh, in this dispute. Uh, when you arrive there, there is somebody on the platform waiting for you. Gasha, this is someone you recognize. It is the Hakan security officer you were chatting up earlier. Oh, my friend. My kitty friend. I think we can park and at least start heading toward it. We, we have to offload some things from the ship if Gasha wants to chat him up while we grab our materials. Gasha, like, rubs her head up against his shoulder. <laughs> 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 That's probably a bit forward for, <laughs> for the two species. But he says, oh, I'm glad I caught you. I wanted to bring you this. And he hands you a data tablet. Okay. These are the, uh, this is the current state of the investigations into the many uh, incidents that have happened here on Lysis. This is uh, super helpful. We figured that uh, you being from Mechatol Rex, you probably have expertise or equipment that we don't have that might aid in finding details we might have missed. Thanks. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like a bunch of data? Yeah, it's the, basically all of the internal police reports Okay. Uh, from... All of all nine of those incidents that I listed for you. Right. In our uh, ship, how long is it going to take us to get to this other continent and everything? Uh, it'll probably only take you about 45 minutes. I feel like we need to work out. I feel like we need to work this all out. So I feel like we should just sit yeah. on the ship and like <laughs> dissect this new information and discuss a plan yeah. to uh, to work out with our, our Sardak. Can I do some computering to like statistically analyze trends in this data that I've just received? Yeah. Uh, if you wanted to analyze a specific incident for uh, details, you could do that too. There are some that you could even use medicine for. Like there's the one ex-jaw politician who died. Oh, you could use right. medicine to review the autopsy report on that. Oh yeah. Let's do that. Sounds good. Or, oh, wow. I like that. 
I'm so smart. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So it's kind of difficult because you're obviously not doing the autopsy yourself and it's all old data. And so you can't like go in and get it. If something's curious, you can't go in and actually look at it. But you guys are really skilled uh, xenobiologists. So you know sort of what you're looking for. And you're just looking this over. You're like, okay, yeah, I've read some Claris reports about people who are, uh, you know, been hit with uh, Nalu Collective you know, telepathic weapons and what that looks like. None of the signs I'm looking for for that are here. So even if it was just like a personal scale one, this guy probably just had a stroke and it was just naturally occurring, you know, just bad luck. Sometimes people have strokes. Pretty certain that nobody was involved in this guy's death. There's no poisons. There's no signs of other neural trauma. So... What about assessing that first incident that we, that was like, it was against the Nor, right? Uh, The very first one was against the Nalu. Oh. It was the ambassador's air car was rigged to blow. What about the troop transport one? Because I'm now like, I mean, like I said, Gasha and Rick are sort of like enchanted by the Nalu a little bit. They think that they're kind of nice. And so maybe I'm like trying to, and they said that they weren't involved in any of this. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's look at the events where we think that they might have been involved, including that Nor transport one. Okay, yeah. the Nor troop transport. I'm going to want you to roll skullduggery for that. Basically, you're just sort of analyzing, like, how would someone have gotten this device on, you know, that sort yeah. of thing, which okay. might be something that Gasha's better at. It is, yeah. So Gasha will do that one. It's also the first incident of, like, I mean, the, the very first incident is like a few people were killed, right? That's bad. Mm-hmm. The second one was like an assassination attempt. And then 58 people were, or nor were killed, 218. Like, that's the first yeah, major huge event uh, comparatively. And it's probably a lot of the reason why the nor are so upset. Right. And like, we have no idea who might have done that because there's these nor, uh, what are they rejoiners. called? Again? Rejoiners who might have done some of the stuff instead of the actual Nor contingent, mm-hmm. but who would have done this other than the Nalu, right? I think Rex kind of wanted to use his time on the ship to kind of get out of the ship and 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 get out into the streets and try to find some information about those rejoiners. Sure, we can do that too. He wants to use like a streetwise to kind of get out there and get the feel of uh, what the local license are. Saying, yeah, because he wants to find out, like, yeah, what what do people think, right? Because I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of like when things happen, I mean, think of like the Boston Tea Party, like people had like this idea of like what it meant, what and what what it was going to do for them, and like who were scared of it, and like kind of see where the populace is at. So like yeah. all these uh, different attacks on these, there's yeah. there's there's just Lysis, the people, and then the Nalu and the Nor, and so he kind of wants to see what he can find out word on the street and yeah he definitely wants to find the rejoiners that sounds like a great idea yeah for my skullduggery can i use i'm gonna use a story point how do you guys feel about that Is love that it cool? that's great just, do it it's a bit of a difficult thing so that's what i was gonna do Let's use them all oh, no. use well, them there's, up. there's three there's three uh so how do i it's like an upgrade right yes three successes two threats for my skullduggery check on that Okay. Uh, nor troop transport uh, incident. All right. So I'm going to say your two threat is actually, it, this just takes you a while to, to read through. You, you go through it over and over again. You're like, there's got to be some sort of little detail that I'm missing in here, you know? And so it probably takes you, I'm just going to say twice as long, you know, plus 50% for each threat to uh, go through. And you're like, okay, so here's the troop transport. 
here's all this. And then you're going through, going through, and then all of a sudden, in Gosh's mind, it just clicks. The Drua, from what you understand, their telepathy, it, it's not infinite range. In fact, in, in terms of like communication devices, it's fairly short. So if a Drua was going to manipulate one of these Nor to carry a bomb onto this transport, they would have had to have been near them at some point. And you can't find, you, you go through like, obviously the information that the Nor have provided about this transport isn't, you know, 100% complete, but the transport and all the troops on it have not been anywhere near Shirkwa. The Drua population in Taln is almost zero. And most of the Drua are in the Southern Hemisphere. Mm -hmm. Drua population of the planet is in the Southern Hemisphere. So, and you're for sure that none of the people who were on that transport were, you know, near any, like, there may have been, you know, some, you know, intelligence agent that tried to get in, but you're pretty sure, like, no, there's almost no way these people could have been manipulated. So someone did this on purpose. Like, somebody on that transport or someone near them did this on purpose. Hmm. The rejoiners. Cool. Is the conclusion so, that you draw. That's awesome. Good to know. And if that took a long time, maybe that leaves time for Rex, for Rex to do a streetwise stuff. He's out and yeah. about, yeah. This is easy because it's topical, so people know what's going know about it. And uh boost because Rex has got a uh Rex is the kind of person people want to talk to. One success, Ooh. one advantage, one triumph. Whoa. Beautiful. Nice. So um yeah, you get out and about. You start talking to people, and so you can tell that there's a lot of different views on this. The general consensus is most of the people here want Lysis to remain neutral. They don't want to be rejoin. Even a lot of the Nor that live here don't want to rejoin the Sardak Nor. Mm. A lot of them find the Drua to be very creepy, and so most of them just like, oh, we wish they would stop coming here. There's a lot of conspiracy theories of, no, they're here to infiltrate us and just absorb us into their empire by controlling our minds. A lot of tinfoil hat, guys. <laughs> um, but in general, um, the feel is people are very unhappy. They feel scared about all that's going on. The general thing is, if it comes down to it, most of them would be like, uh, the Nor are actually going to attack us. Uh, mm -hmm. we don't know what the Nalu are up to, but they haven't like, you know, they haven't actually sent fighters over our capital city in the past four months and the Nor have. So most of them are leaning towards like, let's get the Nor out of here and then we can deal with the Nalu later. Uh, but that's, it's like, it's a very bare, like, it's not even a majority. I would just say the it's leaning that way just ever so slightly. But the big thing you hear is, no, we just want Lysis to remain independent. Does does uh, Rex get the, the idea that the that most people believe that these rejoiners are aggressive and have could have re resort to violence? Uh, yes, actually. In fact, the rejoiners have been involved in violence here in Shirkwa recently. Also, do you want to use your triumph to find the location of some rejoiners? 
Oh, yes, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You get the names of a couple of people local here in Shirkwa who are, are, are loud and proud rejoiners. Uh, Rex is going to find them. He's going to put his elite shock armor on too and he's just gonna try to find is, where is they rex are. doing this solo uh, wants no himself? help yeah. <laughs> he is because oh, you can just like text oh, no. you can just like text us you know <laughs> he does he sends a text he's like found a lead on some rejoiners it's an audio text <laughs> it's a text to speech <laughs> yeah um and yeah he's gonna start trying to he's gonna find one of them he doesn't want to find the person at the top but he wants mm-hmm. to find someone that's below. Are you just looking for his, uh, this person's personal home? Yeah. Oh, All my right. God. <laughs> uh, so it's a squat, round building uh, with uh, you know a couple little uh, ovoid holes for windows. What's the neighborhood like? Is it a bustling area? Is it kind of low-key? Uh, it's definitely in a Noor neighborhood. Um, and so there's okay. lots of Noor around. Um, yeah, he puts like a he puts some sort of he, he takes his sash that he has and puts it over the top of his head. So he does look like some militant person, but hopefully obscuring his SAR features as he walks through and just kind of eyeballs the neighborhood and, and he will he'll pass it and then kind of get to an area where maybe he can get into some like alleyway or between some houses mm-hmm. so he can kind of get lost for a second and then keep an eye on it and just See if there's any movement, anybody moving in and out of it. See if this person's home. Um, okay, so as you go around, you get lots of looks because you're wearing very heavy military armor uh, with a helmet and you're just stomping it could, around. It could be heavier. <laughs> uh, and a lot of the people here just sort of scurry away as soon as they see you because they're like, eh, nope, don't want any part of that. Good. The house that you're spe- specifically looking at does not appear... Or it appears people are home, but no one's really coming in or in or out. When he gets a chance, um, he'll try to get closer to it. Are you trying to do it secretly? Uh, then yeah, he he's gonna wait until, you know, the kind of coast is as clear as he can, and then he's gonna try to get up, um, near it, um, and go and like, kind of peer in and and poke around. All right, stealth check. Two successes and one advantage. Nice. All right, you're able to get right up next to the. There's lots of people going back and forth on the streets, um, but you wound your way around and nobody happens to be looking your way. Perfect. Um, and he's going to try to like, uh, as wherever he can to get like a good vantage point or to listen in. Um, um, he wants it'll be to, hard to get a good vantage point, but you absolutely can listen in. Perfect. And he's going to record. He's going to open up the comm link to like record mm-hmm. um, whatever audio he gets. Uh, and so the person inside appears to be watching uh, some sort of TV, uh, and they are watching a telenovela. No. Oh my god, a Sardak nor telenovela, please. <laughs> they're, they're watching some sort of media channel. Uh, it sounds like they're watching uh, a news program on the Chitarek Broadcasting Network, uh, and the newscaster is basically talking about how uh, the Nalu have absolutely uh, encroached too far this place you know this planet used to be a a, a nor planet and like having these uh foreigners here is just like an affront to lysis in general mm. doesn't sound like news to me it sounds more like opinion yeah, yeah is, is he getting is he getting worked up and oh yeah like he, saying uh, stuff out loud every once in a while he's like yes that's what i've been saying <laughs> 
Do they sound like they're alone? Uh, it sounds like there's a couple of them in there. Mm. Nor tend to be very social, so they usually don't live alone. Uh, with your one advantage, I will say you do hear at some point the sound of an energy weapon charging up. Mm. <laughs> Here comes the bloodlust. It's yours. <laughs> probable, probable cause. <laughs> He's identified the person. He's going to like text uh, the group. Uh, he's going to text the group chat that doesn't have Born in it um, okay. and just mention, hey, I've got one of like, they're not the tippy top of the uh, rejoiners, but I have like, I found like a location where some of them are. Does sound like there's weapons inside um, and they are listening to some sort of propaganda. Did you find anything on the data, Cash? <laughs> like reach out to Cash. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Gash will update you on that. So we, we, yeah, you'll learn that that Nor troop transport probably wasn't the response, like a Drua attack. Doesn't mm. seem likely. He'll drop a he'll drop a pin to his location and he'll send some emojis like a gun and some explosions, <laughs> <laughs> like question mark to the group yeah, chat. <laughs> I, I just just to, we don't have like our weapons are all back on our ship, right? Is that, we're we're is on that our ship. Yeah, we, we are we on the to, ship. We went to the ship. Yeah, we were on yeah. the air car. But, no, we took uh, the air car back to our ship. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. So you got all your weapons back. Uh, that's where Rex picked up his armor. Oh, he's been yeah, he, toting it around with he's him. He's been carrying so. a backpack. He, all of his stuff has been in his backpack, yeah. But he, he went he went and made sure he got more, all of the grenades. So, maybe like, later? <laughs> yeah, we're not in the mood for this right now, okay? He sends back a frowny face. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> this is good intel. This is good intel, and we'll go back there, but maybe we should talk to the Nor first and see what okay. they say and maybe like they'll even ask us to investigate the rejoiners is there anything around this um place that like he wants to steal their mail like he wants to see like what what like yeah. if there's like any hidden caches where maybe there's communication going to this place to maybe like like or scope around to see if there's any like how do they communicate secretly with each other and maybe see if you could try to use just computers to try and hack any communications going in and out. Okay, he'll do that first before he leaves. All right. He'll be messaging Rick and Gosh privately. Like, well, how do I do this again? Yeah, can I aid <laughs> at a distance to be like, don't forget to select this checkbox. Oh wait. If, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. If Rick is assisting use a, you, use a mono track. You know. If Rick yeah, is Rick assisting is you, assisting. what's your uh, what's Rex's intelligence intellect? Uh, two. In that case. Rick's assistance is worth two extra ability dice. Two successes, one threat, and one despair. <laughs> what? Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. We've been really successful today, but All right, he like so- gets in, but he he like he's he, he starts like accidentally instead of messaging Rick, he's like messaging them on accident. <laughs> like I think I got into the, to the <laughs> their text. I think I'm in their text thread on their forum. <laughs> oh no. I'm looking in their window right now. <laughs> yeah. I can see them messaging someone and reading something. Oh no. You're, with your successes, you are able to get in. You are able to hack into their communications. Yes. Um, so I'll say, I'll give you two questions you want to ask about what they're talking about. Any sort of locations and any uh, like upcoming like dates, right? Like, like, hey, on Thursday, we're all going to like 
<laughs> you know, Stewies or something. Yeah, yeah, birthday party of Stewies. <laughs> yeah, um, like like important dates and and locations. Trying to find out like if something's upcoming and and where they may be going. So there is something coming up. Uh, they are uh, planning a trip to Remembrance because uh, one of uh, the Nor envoys there, someone named Kaltrock, is planning to do a big speech, and they really like Kaltrock. So they want to go and listen to the speech in person. Uh, that's the only mm-hmm. one. That's probably uh, four days from now. Can I like try to find their location history to see if this person that I've found, if any of their locations match up to any of the things that went along in the city? Uh, yes. In fact, they have. Oh, I got you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> so this person was a part was a part of the uh, demonstration that happened a couple weeks ago uh, in front of the uh, Nalu Embassy. That was just like a rejoiner demonstration, right? It wasn't technically a rejoiner demonstration. It was uh, just an okay. anti-Drua uh, uh, demonstration. So a specific demonstration. It was, it was a violent demonstration. Drua. Nobody mm. died, but a lot of people were injured. And it. Uh, this particular person was not among those that were arrested related to the violence, though. Probably okay. not because they weren't conducting violence, but because they weren't caught. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, they've been caught now. Um. <laughs> and just so that you know, uh, I may not have been making this clear enough, but the rejoiners aren't, like, an official movement. They're just, uh, you know, like, an organization. There's just sort of, like, oh, yeah. a movement of just the Nor who live on Lysis, whose opinion is they should rejoin. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Um, he will get that copied over and send it over to the chat without boring um and then However, he's in a message while you're while you're oh. scrubbing through their messages um there is a siren that approaches you're going to jail bud they caught you. <laughs> they're like there's some person walking around here in armor yeah are there, and, any, are uh, there any boxes nearby um yeah there's probably some debris uh, like he gets boxes. underneath one of those boxes um Quickly an air and car with, marked with the Shirkwa, uh police forces uh, insignia uh, drops down and some police in, uh, hev- in heavy armor riot gear come out with weapons drawn and say, whoever's there, come out with uh, come out with your appendages in the air. <laughs> He's going to stay in the box as stealthy as he can. Um, th- one of the Nor, uh, their door rises up and. Uh, they say, hey, what's the meaning of this? And one of the security Perfect. officers says, uh, stay in your home, sir. We've got word of a heavily armed uh, a trespasser in the area. Can I send uh, that like airdrop, like that information about this guy being a part of the violent demonstrations to the cops? You can. <laughs> I'll message Rick and be like, hey, can you disguise this as like a, a like a tip and send it to this person and like yeah. Like, try to send it out to see if they can't, like, drop it in and be like, hey, this person's suspected to being uh, a violent demonstrator. I mean, that'll certainly be concerning them. The thing that concerns them even more at the moment is the person in military armor carrying grenades walking around a residential area. Well, maybe they'll think it's this Sardak Nor. Maybe you should send it to them so that they know <laughs> that you're like, they're probably not super cool. Just with this turn yourself in, Rex. Stuff. Yeah, okay. Calaris, not like, gonna do it. Uh, <laughs> Rex, come on, buddy. Turn yourself in. 
Shush, real send the text so, line. So, Gasha, <laughs> the text so you, line. you're asking Gasha to send this, right? Yeah, because you're better. Yeah, Rex knows I that you're better at computers, so sure, he wants. But- now my decision it. is whether I whether I do disguise it or not. Whether I say like, listen, this is a Calarizo. Like you don't want me to say this, but I'm thinking like I'm gonna ask. Uh, I'm gonna ask the other two. Roll that stealth. Right. I wasn't on well the group you... chat, so I don't know any of this. Well, we're gonna <laughs> yeah. like catch you we're up really quick. Like, okay, Rex is in some <laughs> shit, am, am I, and <laughs> Rex is dead. Roll some stealth to see how well oh you can hit that gosh. box. I just want to interrupt real quick and say, uh, son, if you don't get me a drawing of Rex in a box in a on box. his like savant cell phone, <laughs> like in full Texting. battle armor, like hunched over with the glow okay, on his face, I need that I have the book now. I have the book now. The armor's not that big. It is. I mean, the it is not. It is not as drastic as the bulwark plate. It's yeah, just yeah. like it, it's not even as bad as the other suit. It's Sorry. like low key, like you know, just like a cop. It's anyway, still very definitely recognizable stuff. as military armor, though. That is fair. Three failures, <laughs> but three advantages. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you do not hide in that box. They know exactly where you are. Perfect. But here's a <laughs> question. Cool. Does Rex's armor have Calaris insignia on it? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's shiny and like in perfect condition. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. So yeah. they come out and they sort of surround you and then they see your insignia. They're like, wait, Calaris? And, and they're sort of he- <laughs> hesitating. The hey, quiet! Stop secret stuff going on. <laughs> he's like me- messaging Rick, and he just has like the little three yeah. dots blipping that like Rick and Gosh has a message back. He's like, check this thing out. And he's like, gives the the cops like I'm tracking these losers down, and hopefully the Nora is back in his house. Yes, he is. Okay, perfect. They're like, uh, yes, sir, but unfortunately, we are going to have to bring you in. Uh, this has been, it's been called in. We have to do something. Yeah. Just say that you're doing stuff. <laughs> and it was, I wasn't actually here. Uh, we can't do that, sir. Um, No, that's fair. That's fair. Let me take off this armor so I don't look like I'm Calaris, though. I have to hide the Calaris insignia. You were walking through the, through the neighborhood with this armor on. I had the, I had the cloak uh, covering the top part. Okay. Okay. Because again, he was hiding who he was as a SAR. Yeah. All right, you take your armor off so you're not displaying the Claris insignia. Are you gonna just gonna go with the police? Mm-hmm. I'll we'll just right. go with them. Um, they are willing to take a statement from you in uh, en route and just drop you back off at your ship. Perfect. Um, but you do note that they are kind of unhappy with the fact that you were just exerting military power in their city without warning them. Rex does what Rex does. I don't know what to tell you. What, this was in a like a Sardak neighborhood. Were these like Sardak cops or was this just like a, a mixed Lysis. bag of... Of uh, the four officers that showed up, two of them were Nor oh, okay. and two were Winarin. They're just standard city. Okay, well, well when they first whatever. get up, does he get the vibe that two, these Nor, like, I guess he would want to have a conversation with them to see what these Nor's thoughts are on everything. Um, they're not really in the mood to have a conversation with you. Well, Rex is going to try to have a conversation regardless. <laughs> uh, they're basically just like, they call it in, say, the Calaris did what? Just get them back to their ship. And they're going to take your statement and drop you off. And that's basically all the Nora are going to say to you. Uh, the Winarins might be a little bit more chatty, but they're also very annoyed with you. Does Rex's statement include, hey. I, these, I have proof that these people are 
violent. No, uh, he, he, he starts, as soon as the Nora there, he kind of retracts, like keeping this up. He said, I'm on Calaris business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lost as a SAR. What can I say? And he just like shrugs. <laughs> and then, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't give them any information on what, why he was there. Just that he was in Calaris business. They're, they're not happy without, with that lack of details, but they'll accept it for now. So Rex gets dropped off by a police air car back at your ship. <laughs> Born, I got great news. <laughs> Born's very disappointed, uh, and he shows it visibly on his face, but he has nothing. Yeah, we're all disappointed. <laughs> Rex, we're all disappointed in you. You did a bad thing. Mm, debatable. But he, now he'll start sharing uh, the stuff with Born. This is news to all of you now, and he winks at uh, everybody else but Born. Um, and then he shares all the information with Born. When we have time, like, so. during travel and such, I would love to, like, search the name of the guy who they're going to go listen to, that mm-hmm. speech or whatever. Call truck. So, yeah, for now, should we go check out the Nor officials yeah. and yeah. try and chat with them? Um, yeah, I think, we, I think we begin our trek, our flight to talk to some Sardak commanders. If, if- uh, I think we're going to... Tallinn, right? Tallinn, yeah. Tallinn, yeah. Can we send out like a request for meeting beforehand? I I would not want to show up unannounced. Yeah. To these. Uh, yes, you compounds. absolutely can do that. That's a great idea. So the general's name is Quirek, and he is uh, the leader of the. Oh, uh, he's the high commander of Nor forces currently on Lysis. You send out a request. You get a response back that is not a no. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> It's very pointed as uh, uh, something to the effect of, uh, and what do you believe the Nor would have to answer to the Calaris for? Maybe like all of the disruption that's happening. <laughs> I, I sent back a message that's we're coming to investigate the attacks on your people so mm. that the Calaris can do their part in lending aid, whether militarily or not to the clear aggression against your bugs. I was going to say your peoples, but... Uh, yeah. They love... They, I bet they love being that's called a, bugs. That's a, I'm sure yeah. that's a great term that they like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. The only response you get back is literally just a time. Fantastic. We uh, I, we will go there at that time <laughs> and, yeah. and no earlier or later. All right. So uh, you're actually going to have to fly pretty quickly because they did not give you much time great. to get there. But you get there, you get to Taln. Taln is a much more heavily Nor city. So a lot of those Nor style buildings, the sort of round stucco-like, mm-hmm. um, really low to the ground buildings are a lot more prevalent. And the Nor compound is very obvious as you're approaching. Um, it's very large. They've got you know some barracks, definitely some military storage. There's a squadron of uh, six Kessor Fury fighters that are just in, they've got their own landing pad. You can see several troop transports and drop ships. Unlike the Nalu embassy, this is a military installation that mm. they've got here. Is that kind of standard for Nor stuff too though? I mean, are they sort of a military forward? I mean, I don't know how diplomatic any of their stuff ever looks, right? So it's definitely the approach that it seems like the Nor like to take. There are some places the nor just they just have embassies like normal civilizations do and uh they engage in diplomacy like the nor quarter on mechatol rex 
is all diplomats. They do have some like soldiers there as security for their diplomats, but they don't have any military assets other than you know, those soldiers there for protection. They definitely could be more graceful about this if they wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not something that the Nor are incapable of. Gotcha. So you land, um, you receive uh, instructions to land basically inside the base. They've got a space cleared for your ship uh, next to the fighters. How prepared do we need to be to leave in a hurry? Or are we all... I think I'm checking Rex's temperature more than anything else. This is a... We're in the throes of a Sardak operation and i want to make sure we're gonna remain chill <laughs> about everything i don't know i want to check rex's temperature on if you have any intent of going guns blazing full armor all five grenades still got steam coming out of his ear from not being able to attack those other guys <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean this is like i mean like i mentioned he's like this is like a i mean his whole thing is is bringing people into the call that haven't met it mm -hmm. um and so now it's like these people never got the call. They never had the chance. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and he assumes these people living here with their ties that most likely they, you know, maybe, maybe they've forgotten, but he wants to know, he wants them to know that the Sar haven't forgotten. Mm -hmm. So he's definitely, you know, putting on a strong face for all of Sar. Nice. I like it. Um, so you, your ramp goes down and uh, you are greeted by uh, eight Nor, seven of them just look like uh, standard soldiers, uh, nor are very morphologically diverse, so that they don't all look the same. So you've got one that looks sort of like a beetle, a couple that look have more of the traditional sort of like wedge-headed one from the faction sheet. Mm -hmm. And then, but the one in front, she is very large and she looks somewhat like a praying mantis and she's got two crossed. So nor tend to use these giant glaives called Tarsus glaives. Uh, most of the time they only fight with one. She's got two of them crossed on her back. And she's got an insignia on her bandolier that you will recognize as being part of the Teklar. Scary. Yeah. And is <laughs> she the one greet? I mean, she's the one taking yeah, the lead the on one greeting, greeting us. us. I think Boren is more out of his depth when it comes to greeting military figures than he is diplomats. So Do your head desk bow. <laughs> Boren just says greetings from the Calaris of Mechatol Rex. Yes, we would t I was told you would be coming. You had something to discuss. We, we were hoping to get the Council of General Quirok uh, to discuss the recent events on Lysus. Uh, we understand there have been many The General has many things to attend to. I will be the one you will be uh, taking counsel with. Wonderful. We understand there have been not just many incidents, but a large loss of life for the Nor and are just here to gain information about the Sardak's uh, intents on Lysus and what that means for the Galactic Council and uh, the members all therein. Yes. She snaps some of her claws and all the soldiers sort of spring to attention and she just turns and starts walking, very clearly expecting you to just follow mm -hmm. her. When she snapped, Rex kind of like brought himself to more attention too, mm -hmm. but then it was like, oh, what, what am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> I'm not following that order. <laughs> I, I think Boren's tone was very much that of like, this is like, this should be perceived as obvious business that of course, if there are attacks taking place, you should have expected us to arrive. Just, it's mm -hmm. like, it's, it could be banal basically. For, for all yeah. intents and purposes. Um, what we're going to do is have you roll negotiation again. Just to, once again, set set that tone. Mm -hmm. Could uh, could have Rex been like kind of 
saying, hey, like, well, then the ship on the way over been like, hey, this is kind of how you talk to military people. Just coach it. Talking me up. <laughs> talk me oh, up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Rex can be. absolutely assist with that. Three success, two advantage, no losses. Let's keep it up. We're the winning team. Excellent. In fact, you can use those two advantages to use one of your yeah, uh, your talents. Remove three strain of which I only have two. Uh, not three strain. You could use one of your oh, the uh, other winning thing. specific yeah, yeah, yeah. talents. I get us some points back. Didn't we use one earlier? Shouldn't we be at two? Or we're just full up? Okay. I used, I used some I back against you guys. Gotcha. So yeah, now all of the story points are in your favor. You used your, what's that talent called? Uh, driven to succeed. Driven to succeed. Spend two advantage to move two GM points. Uh, so you can definitely see that uh, this Nor definitely respects the, the council. So you got a third advantage. So that's nice. Um, and so she basically sort of just leads you around. It looks like you're not going into an office or anything. You're just going around to where the uh, the troops are training. They're in the middle of some training drills. And she's just walking you around. You get the sense with your last advantage, you get the sense she's trying to show you that, you know, mm -hmm. the Nor military precision and trying to impress you with that. Yeah, some of the stuff Rex like warned him about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like they're gonna try to look make look really cool. Just know they're not as cool as they look. <laughs> <laughs> this is playing out like a film montage. Like as things happen, we then cut to the flashback of like <laughs> Rex coaching yeah. Boren. <laughs> yeah. She says, I am Teklar Iskril. Speak your terms. I am Boren Boroman of the Boroman of Winu on behalf of the Calaris. Uh, initiative on Mechatol Rex. We are here to work out the necessary reaction from the Galactic Council. There has been acts of violence. Lysus is like specifically considered Galactic Council like territory. Yeah, like they want independence, state. but yeah. they are under our guys, right? Or under our, yeah. under our whatever. They're a member uh, state. Yeah. So we, we are here fulfilling the promise of the Galactic Council to check in on all disputes uh, and uh, it is our job while we are here to determine all parties' involvement. Uh, we would ask that you speak to the ongoing NOR military engagements and how you intend to respond to the violence that has been committed against you all. Yes. The NOR's position is very clear. The Queen Mother has claimed this planet. And while we currently do not have the forces necessary to enforce that claim, we fully intend to in time. Hmm, that's way harder to deal with. Because uh, <laughs> that's just aggression. While the Galactic Council recognizes the Queen Mother's authority within the structure of the Sardak Nor, it is not up to the Queen Mother to unilaterally decide the fate of Galactic Council territory. Uh, and we would ask that all requests for what would it be what would would, would this be request annexation probably be taken up with the council as opposed to under what the, the galactic council must see this as a threat not just to the members of lysis but to the the council itself unless uh the contingent here can give any other likely cause but just saying the queen mother wants this planet is not going to go over well with the council and is an obvious violation of Sardak's membership in that council. It's also another point Boren can use is it's a violation of the treaty they have with Lysis. Right. So he's he's talking as sternly as he can, but also mm -hmm. as I'm just the messenger here 
I don't have yeah. a stake in this, but I am here to exert the council's will. Can Gasha play good cop too? And yeah. Be like, Listen, yeah. we know that we know that you <laughs> too have suffered, and we are here to uh, to solve all of these issues and to figure to figure out you know what's been going on. And so we're interested too to hear what you know about the attacks that have made that have been made against your people, and to stop that from recurring. Can we spend yeah. a story point on on? that that empathy from gasha yeah sure strike at their heartstrings maybe uh iskrail says those cowardly snakes play their mind games and uh, use them to attack us while maintaining deniability gasha will say are you sure are you sure there's no other potential culprits because we are having trouble finding direct evidence of nalu involvement gasha you're gonna be making a check for me <laughs> one with a bunch of yellow dye yeah I prefer that too. Yeah, yeah. Most people would. Most people would, huh? <laughs> Can I use computers to show them a really impressive graph of the data that I've been analyzing about the Nalu? Lack yeah, of that actually—that sounds like a great idea to me, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Throw two setbacks on there because Iskril is not really in the mood to believe you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've got the data just like right there. Yeah, two success, two advantage, one triumph, <laughs> all the good things. Negative there. <laughs> you guys have been on a roll yeah. today. It's like the so opposite of last triumphs. session. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like blowing their mind. They're like, oh my God, maybe it's not the Nalu. <laughs> what? Uh, what? Look at this data. You can't deny it. Uh, Iskril looks it over and you can tell, you can see in her eyes that She's trying to find some way to deny what you're showing her. Uh, but in the end, she says, very well. Perhaps that singular incident was not th their direct cause. As you're watching her reaction to this, uh, you see a just a little twitch of her antenna. Um, and she looks over the data and then just sort of like passes your, your data pad back to you. And uh, she turns her back and you're like, she knows who did it. But she's not saying. She's not saying, but she knows. Okay. Well, Boren's not catching that, so. Yeah. Ooh, we can like follow her around and see if she messages someone or goes and talks to someone after this, maybe. I don't know. You know who's really good at following people unseen <laughs> is Sir if he takes his suit off. <laughs> Ooh. Then he's I was about just, to say, it's like, can we he's fake just like an light. accident? <laughs> <laughs> Unless we have another cardboard box that Rex can kind of shuffle around underneath. Yeah. Uh, GM, does car does uh, Rex have his cardboard box no. folded up in his back? No. <laughs> do I have my box equipped? <laughs> He'll hold down L1, select the box. You do have these cigarettes no. here, though, but... Uh, uh, oh, yeah. No, no Unfortunately, I'm really bad at making the Metal Gear encounter noise, so I'm not going to try it. But. I like that you know that you're bad at trying to make that noise. That's, <laughs> that's because I've tried so often. I'm thinking also about how we have evidence that the Nalu weren't a part of the extra death or that at least or, or that like nobody is to blame for the extra death but i'm trying to remember kind of where people thought that was going if everyone was just sort of being blamed for the death of the uh of uh they thought it was suspect. everybody they thought, thought it was, it was Nalu Nalu like, because they're yeah. like there's something in the deal he was trying to push through that they okay. didn't like or whatever and they just you know yeah. Mind blasted him. I don't want to use that then. I want to use something that like reveals 
that we are also still taking their like we've just given them some evidence of like it might not be nalu and i want to sort of capitulate to their interests of like we know you've been blamed for things maybe that you haven't done either but i, I don't know mm. specifically if we have any of that information yeah, or if we've could found I that. could I speak? Thank you for asking first, Officer Rex. You may. <laughs> it's screw. You have to understand. Militarily, it seems this rejoiner movement and their aggressions. The Galactic Council can see it as if we, the Calaris, want to try to dispel any rumors or suspicion that you're supporting them in any way militarily with their with these attacks. What can you give us so we know that this isn't happening? You're you're trying to charm her as much as Rex probably think, doesn't like that. It's it's probably more like uh like showing his like the military side of him. So I would mm-hmm. leadership maybe or um what's the other one? Um diplomacy or trade? Yeah, maybe like just diplomacy. <laughs> Imperial maybe. <laughs> I just that took me a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, your charm isn't that your charm isn't that bad, is it? I would say either negotiation or leadership is what he, what I'm trying to do as a character. Like, okay, as I could see negotiation then. One success, one advantage, and one triumph. What the heck? What? We are rolling less. Last time we rolled terribly the entire time. This time we're rolling amazing. I prayed to the dice gods. <laughs> yes, thank you. All right, so yeah, you definitely feel so. She uh, turns around and considers you. He puffs up like he's like mm-hmm. looking as as he military ma- mm-hmm. and says, "You seem strong. You seem puffed." Correct. <laughs> this is coming from a this is coming like from a sar to a sardak. You know what I mean? There's there's yeah. beef, yeah. and the fact that he's even like allowing them space to speak, I feel like would speak volumes. Yeah. To to us being on side that's willing to help or whatever what the local populace does is not none of our concern we don't uh engage with them it should be your concern it reflects directly on you and your leadership and your queen mother because <laughs> the sar all sar are one sar <laughs> the nor probably not much different in this you are correct all nor serve the queen mother and right now your nor are causing the Queen Mother quite a headache, I imagine. So how can we help you? He's like, please tell me to go beat them up. (laughs) (laughs) Rex, like, reveals his grenades a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any ideas that you want for your triumph? Uh, I am very impressed you managed to not only succeed on that, but succeed so well, so... uh, I think his triumph would be... I mean, he... I mean, I don't know how much, how far a triumph can go, but, I mean... He his whole I mean like I mentioned earlier his his conspiracy is that someone in in their rank is assisting these people. There's probably no in his in his mind and his experience. There's no way that these people are making this effort and and doing so much damage without some sort of support. He suspects that it's them. Okay, so here's what I'm gonna do. Gosh and Rick got a triumph related to this. Rex got a triumph related to this. So right in a row. So Rex is also going to get a vibe from Iskril. You get the vibe that she's putting on the face that she's uh, not concerned about the rejoiners and their actions. But Rex is looking at her and notices, 
oh no, she likes that they're doing this. She wants them to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we're not going to find any more help here. I want to get a, an idea of Rex's like vibe on the uh, Like, do we think the general doesn't know about this stuff? And if we could somehow get a meeting with the general, Ooh. we would be able to sort of relay that like, listen, one of your subordinates is fueling this sort of vigilante descent. Or is Rex's vibe like everyone, like the entire organization is in on it? Like the oh, general. Oh yeah, Re- Rex. Rex thinks. I mean, the general most likely is into it. But yeah, you're totally right. He does a meeting with the general is it would be the best outcome of this. I think he wants to ask a Skrill to like step away for a second. Can we speak privately, warrior to warrior? So she turns and you know she doesn't say anything, but the obvious signal is. Yeah, come, let's speak. We can clear this up. We just need to speak with your general. They'll give out some sort of PR remark that will allow us to move against maybe a key individual if names are given and your actions and true motives can stay what they are. But as it is, we're just a small force now. But that can quickly end. And I don't think you want that. Is Rex's play like, I know... That you might be up to this, and my, I, I'm, I'm trying to convince you that we could be in on it with you, basically. Like, no, his thing is, if you're in on this, and he finds out, it's gonna this get worse. Squad of four can multiply. Yeah, gotcha. Because currently, they're the Sardak Nor in universe are like spread pretty thin, right? Because they had rampant expansion, and now they're like pushing to the barriers. You're thin as it is. You don't want to become any thinner. So flip a story point for me to, yes. to ca- kind of get things moving. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, she, she's quiet for a second. And then she shouts, attention. And all the soldiers that have been following you all snap to attention. And then she turns to you and says, you are strong. I respect your strength. But the general does not have much time. If your team can prove themselves as strong as you, uh, I will see to it you may speak with him. Sparring match? Uh, so you're going to have a little <laughs> sparring match with some Nice. Oh, yeah. I want your best. Give the rest to them. We are all going to roll some initiative. Cool. The four of you up against five Nor. Uh, they picked that number because they counted Gasha and Rick. Uh, Cheaters. Separately. <laughs> um, and one of them is a lot bigger. And he's he's very beetle-like. And he's got uh, very large. They've all got glaives, but he's got a larger glaive. And he's the tough one. He's squaring up with Rex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, and Iskrell is sort of standing to the back with her. Uh, and she takes out both of her glaives. And just goes, doosh, doosh, slamming the ends on the ground. And then on the third one, all the Norse start going. Rex is immediately going to jump. He's not going to use his weapon. He's going to use his hands on this big beetle boy. <laughs> and he's going to he's gonna run and try to punch him in the face. All right. Well, you have three PC slots up first. Go for it. Yeah, have at it. So Rex is going first, it sounds like. Uh, yeah, no, nothing else makes more sense. <laughs> um, so This whole game, nothing has made more sense than Rex <laughs> fighting first. Yeah. You're basically just on the open field here where they've been training. 
Um, so there's some equipment like targets nearby that if you want to interact with some equipment, you can do that. Uh, and we can add other things in narratively as we need to, but generally it's just an open field. Um, is there, so with the arena that we're in, is there any like kind of terrain or is there any obstacles or? I do like the idea that there's terrain. So yeah, they've got some sort of like uh, trenches and, uh, you know, not bunkers, but those, um, what are those called where they where they pile up the dirt to sort of make something you can fire from? Oh, the sandbag walls that I don't know the name of. Yeah, well. they've got those. So there, there's some terrain that you can maneuver through. Okay. It's like a paintball course. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a paintball course. <laughs> uh, so Rex, if you're taking the first slot, uh, if you want to engage your uh, the Beetleborg, as it were, uh, you can spend your first maneuver to... Uh, Enga uh, close to engaged range. 100%, yeah. He wants to go in, um, move in, and then, yeah, he's going to start brawling with this fella. Got two advantages. There's no failures. Getting in close. So what you can do with your two advantages, add a boost to your next ally's check. So something Rex did helps out whoever goes next. Uh, with two advantage, you can pass a boost to one specific person. Uh, you can add a setback to the target's next check. So basically... You didn't actually manage to hurt them, but you're disrupting their ability to attack you. Perform an immediate free maneuver, which you haven't spent two maneuvers yet, so you could do that. Uh, could I do that? I want to. I want to do that, and, and well, I want to do that with and ask you this. Okay. Can I mount this big beetleborg? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Then in that case, I'm just going to take a guarded stance as my maneuver that I get with those two advantages all right so narrate this for me rex goes in he's got his armored fists up he's in a naruto run uh directly <laughs> <laughs> at this guy and then he's gonna dip down and slide and so that way he's like on a knee and like pop back up with his shield buckler um kind of uh yep. leading the way so as you as you slide you press the activation on your buckler and mm -hmm. goes and just springs to life this crackling uh disc of energy yeah and it has the image of the clan of sar on it too on his buckler Ooh, i like that 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 circular thing is it spinning mm -hmm. oh yeah it moves <laughs> and you take you take a couple swings and uh the nor you're fighting has his glaive out and he blocks your punches with the blade of his glaive uh Perfect. but uh as you see that he's not really going to give in as well uh you start fighting a bit more defensively mm -hmm. all right who is up next? I'm down to go. All right, sir. What are you up to? Um, so, so, sir uh, does a, a backwards cartwheel uh, because he is a ninja. Uh, <laughs> does a does does a backwards cartwheel. I mean, not that you asked, but he is a ninja. Um, Avoid ninja. I'll, yeah. I'll note. Ba ba backwards cartwheel into laying down in the sandbag area. Um, All right. Uh, so taking cover. I yep, would say. Yep, taking cover. Um, and then I would like to suffer two strain to take aim. All right, go for it. At the, um, I'll go ahead and uh, if I because uh, Rex is engaged with uh, the commander, is there any risk of me hitting Rex if I take a shot at the commander? There is, yes. Hell yeah, let's take a shot at the commander then. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Four successes, Ooh. one advantage. Nice. Wow. Uh, what's the base damage of your gun? Oh yeah, I got it right here. It is five. Yep. So you're doing eight damage against the field commander. The quality uh, says it's pierce three. I don't know if that is. Uh, it does important. matter because uh, the field commander has a soak of six. So you get rid of three of that. And so you actually do five damage total. Cool. 
Kablamo. And then with your one advantage, you could uh, pass the next person to go a boost die. You could recover a strain. Notice an important point in the ongoing conflict. I will actually pass the... Because I, I want to... Narrative-wise, I can't think of a way that I would be passing a boost to the ne maybe the next person. But it does make sense that I'd be able to pass one to Rex. So let's say the way I took the shot uh, was like... Let's say I aimed for uh, their... Like, not like their core, but like mm -hmm. their 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 arm or something like that. So mm -hmm. as to, like, weaken their defensive stance and give uh, Rex a boost die on their next roll. Oh, like where right. they're, like, their primary hand, like, on the glaive. I, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I'll, I'll say Perfect. this, Hunter. My, my intent was to also attack the same guy. So if it's a matter of like the rules or that it's got to sure. be the next person, yeah, yeah, like, I'm going to choose the sense. same target as well. Yeah. So whoever say that that, yeah. that that makes even more sense. All right. I don't have to go immediately next though if uh, Gasha and Rick want to go. First, uh, I think with that one advantage, it would be the next person. It, it oh, okay, have to I be have the next to. Person. If we want to yeah. use so it why that don't way. you? Okay. Why don't you go? Yeah. Yeah. I uh uh Born is not comfortable with any of this going down, but he he only seeks to take whatever target. Uh, might do the least amount of damage to him, so he wants to go toe to toe with whoever everyone else is also targeting, so that hopefully <laughs> he's not chosen as the retaliation target. Uh, and he's just got his uh, ambassadorial staff, which doubles as his weapon, um, which he carries with great pride. And he wants to mm -hmm. charge up. He he. In my mind, he charged up more or less with, or, or directly behind Rex, because he doesn't mm -hmm. want to be far away from Rex in this fight <laughs> no matter what he does <laughs> he wants to be like underneath rex's arm uh as much as he can so uh the second rex took off in a nardo run uh <laughs> he he scampered behind him hoping to catch up uh and then comes in swinging with the staff i imagine boren doing that obvious he's got the staff up and he's doing a battle cry, but he's obviously terrified, so it's very obvious. Yeah, I don't even know if it comes voice. off like a battle cry. I think it is a whimper and a and a like like the weird kid swinging the wiffle bat, wiffle ball bat at the <laughs> wiffle ball, just like. <laughs> uh, he doesn't even. He's holding it like not even in the right like way. He's just got it gripped by a, a piece of it and is just swinging uh, against the big the big one. One failure, Ooh. two advantages. Uh, so Boren. Uh, you you swing your thing and you hit him square in the back, uh, but your thing just goes bonk against his armor. <laughs> uh, two advantages though. This time you could pass a boost to directly to Rex. You being there is just like an extra distraction. Yeah, giving him a can a he boost. stun him? Um, he that's needed to be a successful check. So unfortunately, oh, yeah, I don't think I do anything as explicit as that. But it is just like a my my being there is justification for your boost dice. <laughs> You know, your, yeah. your next attack like, on this him guy's is going to be being triple teamed. He's a bit distracted. Yeah, exactly. Even though mm. The threat is on, so you'll, you'll have a boost to yours. Okay, that is, that's all Boren could accomplish. Gasha and Rick, you are the only ones that currently haven't engaged. And uh, there's four other. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the other Nor kind of want to stop them from ganging up on their uh, commander. Gasha was going for those minions anyway. <laughs> so they all uh, take out their glaives and. They use a maneuver to close in with you. I'm just ready for Gasha to like wreck shop. We turn around after this one guy, we beat him, and she just has all, they just have all these like <laughs> other ones on the ground. <laughs> it uh, do you could have any happen. Uh, 
They're not targeting anyone be? specifically, so you get to choose. So uh, defense for melee is four for Gasha. Yeah, it's four. Oh, so they come in swinging and uh, you guys turn on your aren't your covert armored skin and immediately you, you start the light around you just wavers and it looks like you almost disappear. And that is enough that it throws them off. So they're swinging their glaives. They've got great uh, troop uh, tactics. You know, they're all together, but they just can't find you. And soon there's sand being thrown up. And so you're just like disappearing into the clouds of sand. Yeah. Gosh, and Rick are like a displacer beast. Those freaking rolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, though, um, there is all of that uh, commotion is a bit distracting because uh, to your uh, to your allies, which gives the uh, their commander a bit of space to uh, get a better position. And it's now your turn, Gasha and Rick. All right. So um, now I don't need to use a maneuver to get within engaged range because they came to me. So I'm going to need to use a maneuver to uncollapse my collapsible blade. Uh, and then I will attack them with the collapsible blade. Hey, it's a hit. Nice. Two successes. Uh, I don't think there's any other special stuff with my weapon, right? Defensive nope. one, prepare one, and conspicuous. Okay, cool. And then, so, um, yeah, so they take nine freaking damage from that blade. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But it doesn't have any pierce, so... <laughs> So they're so... They only take four. And then I have another free maneuver because maneuver. of Nazaroka. So I think I will uh, I will aid Rex. Okay, what, what are you guys doing to aid Rex? So Gosh is the um, one doing all the blade dancing and yeah. fighting with these Nor. Yeah, maybe Rick can make like a really, really distracting weird noise. <laughs> Nobody knows how this Roka or how this Nas fights or what, yeah. what purpose it will have in this battle. Yeah. And they're prepared. They're not prepared for really anything it might do. It's like this super high pitched, like little battle cry, but it's like really weird. <laughs> it's an exact frequency where it's like a dog whistle to Sardak Nor. It just so yeah, happens. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Rex, uh. You're the one who's doing the most to this guy. Mm -hmm. So you saw them just go into town on Gasha and Rick. Gasha and Rick aren't really known as being the best in uh, combat. So it's kind what? of worrying. You're like, oh no, are they okay? <laughs> There's four of them on, on them. We're fine. Five successes. Yep, but two threat. So that's 13 damage minus your soak. Uh, and then two Threat. An opponent may immediately perform one free maneuver as an incidental in response to their attack, uh, or just get a boost to yourself, or give him a uh, setback on his next attack. I'll give him a setback. Okay, so he's kind of overeager. He just swings his glaive at you into your buckler again and again and again, and then as you're expecting a third hit, he just swings up the hilt and clips you in the chin. But being a giant nor, that you know, clip in the chin is a whole lot of force behind it. 
but you mm-hmm. see that how aggressive he's being. You're like, okay, I can find an opening in this. I know what to do. Top of the order. Anybody can take it. I mean, I feel like Rex should just respond <laughs> immediately. The right? chosen right. one. Rex will do it then. It looks like my deflector buckler can also be used as a brawl weapon, right? Yes. Because it does it's something on like, it, I mean, not that, I, I'm not that I'm expecting to get a critical or anything, but it does have extra damage to it. So basically it's it's just a giant energy disc. And so if you bash somebody with the edge of that disc, it's thin, which makes it sharp Perfect. and it's hot. So it, it can leave some pretty nasty gashes behind. Uh, so I'm building my pool for that. Um, and then I got assisted by- Gosh and Rick. So grab a blue from them. Boren also gave me some. Oh yeah, Boren also gave you one. That's so right. two, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, I want to use a story point on this. Okay. Two successes and three advantages. Ooh, nice. nice. Um, so that's a total of six damage. Do you have any pierce on that? No, this is your buckler. Yeah, this is my buckler. Um, so unfortunately, sparks fly up from as your uh, buckler uh, hits their armor, and you there's a giant score of char across their armor. The armor just heats yeah, up like from your buckler. bounce into their chest and then slice it across them. Yep. So unfortunately, you don't think you actually got through their armor, but you do have two adv- a three advantage, so you can activate your disorient or knock down. Um, I want to knock them down. Okay. So you get in there, you just smash your buckler onto their armor. Um, yeah, and- I want to like leap into them and like push them down, and so that oh, yeah. way I'm like on top of them. <laughs> Right over their head, and you just knock them to the ground with with just like a glowing line across their back from where your buckler connected. And you've got one more advantage to pass, uh, either recover a strain or pass somebody a boost. Yeah, I'll pass the next person a boost. Perfect. All right, who's up next? Um, So when someone is knocked down, what does that mean as far Um, as their next turn? It just means that uh, they're going to be... It's harder for them to make melee attacks. If they want to go anywhere, they're probably going to have to stand up first as a maneuver. Uh, mm. And they are harder to hit with ranged attacks because they're on the ground. That's what I thought. <laughs> well, actually, I don't need to go next. I don't. I don't. I don't have yeah, to go you don't second. Have to. I, I, I would maybe like to see what happens. Boren doesn't mind going next if if you don't want to, Kate, because I'm right there in the same sort. I'm I'm basically in the same combat. Yeah, <laughs> moment yeah, as he's on the ground, bash his head yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. Something we can think about is whether Gash and Rick need to do a medicine check or not before we have an NPC go, but. We can just because right. that was a lot of damage. Because Rex took, took but let's like see. most of his uh, yeah. capacity for damage or whatever. Yeah. Well, we we got Born and and Gosh and Rick can go, and then Sarah yeah. can go after okay. the first NPC. Cool. Yeah. Um. So he's on the ground, and Boren just lifts that thing to the high heavens and tries to bring it down on the top of his skull as quickly and swiftly as he can. Okay, rolling. It's. <laughs> Two failures, nice. six advantage. I want my failure to be I literally miss the head of the thing laying on the ground right in front of me. Three advantage is force the target to drop a melee or ranged weapon they're holding. So you could literally get your uh, staff in there and just flip his glaive away. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I miss his head, but as I swing down, I can scrape along the ground and just whip his his weapon out of the way. I keep I have all these cool abilities on the staff, but they require successful checks and and Boren is incapable of getting a successful <laughs> check with his very good staff. Okay, we've disarmed and proned this fella. Yeah. I used three of them to disarm. What can I do with three more advantage? On a failed check. Can I can I just propose that I use it to put my st- I, I've just like swung myself around right there. I would like to 
to sort of half maneuver still kind of back behind Rex. Like I want, I want myself on Even the opposite. Rex is hurt. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He's an wow. absolute coward. Uh, I, I maneuver. Well, it looks like you can like boost your defense, right? Yeah, you mm. could give yourself a defense, or you could just say Rex definitely gets a boost on his next uh, on his next attack. Oh yeah, I can send two to him, right? I can I can send a boost with two of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I want I want I just want Rex to handle this. So it's... And then I I think that last advantage, you just recover a strain because Bourne's like, Yes, I'm doing this. I got his <laughs> weapon away from <laughs> Somehow him. <laughs> I did something on the battlefield. Daddy will be so proud. So then should I try and heal Rex, do you guys think? I think uh, so. I think yeah. so. He yeah. he took more than half of his health in damage yeah. in the last He looks fine. I mean, the guy is prone and he doesn't have a weapon. So, I mean, maybe you don't need to heal him right now. Rex is literally standing standing on top of this guy. Wait one more round? Yeah, wait one more round. The other thing, too, is that, like, in this game, if you fall down, it's not like you're dead. Don't you have to run out of strain first? If either one goes over your threshold, you're just incapacitated in some way. But could I heal him back up from incapacitated? And then yes. Then, yeah, okay. So we'll just wait till you are unconscious before I heal you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll stay where we were. Okay. And we'll just collapsible blade that group. I can aim. Mm-hmm. And I'll also use a maneuver to aid again. Um, sir, because sir hasn't gone yet. Mm. All right, you hit. Nice. Four, two nine damage. Um, so minus their five, that's another four. Uh, so you go in, you've got your blade, you're slashing at, at them, you're... You know, half invisible, fighting in the sand that's all been kicked up. And as Goshers just sort of comes out from behind the sand, half invisible, and slashes, goes through all of them. Sometimes you hear clinking of blades, and then one of the Nords just sort of spins out of this whole, the whole dust up, just glaive in the ground, unable to keep going. Nice. You could give you could give the infantry soldiers a, a setback, make it harder for them to hit you. Sure, let's do that. Yeah, they, they just can't find you. There's so much dust and you're half invisible. They keep moving and kicking it up. Um, well, they're going to go first. No, I think our big burly friend wants to go first. Um, so he sort of rolls up uh, over to his glaive, grabs it, and then does a giant swing to sort of clear Rex and uh, Boren back to give himself space to get back onto his feet and pu- put his glaive into both hands ready to keep going, but that's his entire turn. Sir, you're up. Awesome, so the commander is now standing as, as opposed to being on the ground. <laughs> yes. Neat. So Sir's gonna recognize that and take <laughs> aim at the commander <laughs> and take a shot. So pool built, uh, did I have a boost die, I think? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, Rick is continuing their battle cry or something. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like different every time, so it doesn't get like old, you know? Still <laughs> equally strange. Ooh, that's a hit. Nine damage, pierce three, so that's six more damage to the field commander. And I, I can't really do much with one advantage, right? Um, Not really. You could recover a strain. You could pass a boost to whoever goes next, which is probably Rex. Oh, I'll pass so, a boost to Rex then, uh, absolutely. Gosh, and Rick, you've got some angry uh, Nor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not scared. Uh-oh. They have a They are their Their honor as Nor are kind of... Uh, <laughs> on the line <laughs> on the line here so they are putting everything they have into this i tell them it's okay to concede <laughs> <laughs> they hear it from the shifting sand <laughs> <laughs> and then you added a setback to them didn't you yeah i did three failure yes. two advantage 
Can't stop, won't heck? stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Um, what they do do with the two advantages, they're trying to hit you. They just can't. But one of them, as he sort of spins around, clips you, uh, clips Gasha in the back with the hilt of their glaive. Not intentional, but that sort of throws you off balance. And so all of the cool maneuvers you were doing sort of get disrupted. So you're going to have a Black setback down. on your next attack yeah. against them. Uh, but we're back to the top. And I think that's probably going to be Rex. Huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. He's ready. Um, Rex now is just like moved. punching his fist. <laughs> Yeah, he pulls up the buckler again, and he's going to um, leap towards him um, to try to, like, jump over his glaive and, and hit him in the face. Yeah. Five successes, three advantages. Oh, my God. Um, so that's nine damage. You do have to deal with his uh, six soak, so that's only three damage with your buckler. But that takes him over, and so he goes down. Uh, so anytime you go over your wound threshold, you automatically suffer a crit. So it's actually a head ringer. All intellect and cunning checks are I- increased by one. That's unfortunate for him. Although he wasn't really using his intellect or cunning for much. So. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he leaps over the top, hits him in the face, like he knocks him out. He's just unconscious. Yeah. So basically you hit him in the face. He s- takes a step back and then he just goes down on one side, barely gets his glaive down in the sand to stop from just like collapsing. Taps. And uh, you can tell he's just like, <laughs> you've rung his bell. He's not moving anymore for the rest of this. Mm. Two, awesome. two down. Is that right? Yep. Two down. Uh, my three advantages. Can oh, I? Oh, yeah, yeah. If you pass a uh, boost to Gasha, Gasha could take the next slot and keep on keep on fighting. Yeah, I would like to um, pass that. And then, yeah, I want to heal one strain. Two for um, Gasha and one for me to heal a strain. Perfect. Shall I go for it? Does anyone else want to shot first? Or I think Asha should go, yeah. Let's do it. Now you could, because you have those free maneuvers, you could spend both of them to aim if you wanted to get two more boosts. Sure. Nice. Three successes, one of it. Ten for That collapsible blade is just the worst. Yeah. Melee weapons are modified by your brawn too, right? So yeah. It's because Gasha's a beast. <laughs> um, so... Gasha go- goes in and you can see like a mini tornado of sand in the center and just another one of the Nor cries out and sort of drops his glaive and grabs his other arm is just hanging there like Gasha definitely nicked it and he looks like he's tapping out too so there's just two left. Uh, do I have one advantage? I'll pass a boost to whoever's next. Oh well um, so sir uh, with all the dust kicking up and all the fun everybody's having, uh, he just kind of he just kind of yelps. He's like, oh. uh, and he leaves his uh, he leaves his beam rifle on the ground and just like runs into the runs into the tornado uh, and just starts punching. Perfect. <laughs> like that looks fun. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like too much fun. All right. So your first maneuver is to engage with the with the melee. Yeah. Um, I could suffer strain to aim as well because it's like hard to yep. see. So I thought I'll do that. I'm actually really bad at uh, at unarmed, but we're doing great, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Two failures, one advantage. <laughs> All right, so you go in, you're just throwing hands, uh, and unfortunately, you're just an ethereal presence in you know, piloting some armor. So it's yeah. not as much force behind your, nah. your hits as you would like. <laughs> He's like, look out, everybody. <laughs> well... There's only one of them up still. So those uh, infantry soldiers, they really do not like this cat. Okay. (laughs) They haven't hit her yet. So bring it on. Ah. Oh, they hit you. (laughs) 
okay. that's it. One single success, no other thing. But yeah. it's eight damage, right? Yep, yeah. yeah, minus your um, soak. But I've got three soak, so five. And you get to pick who they hit. They were oh, trying Gasha, to aim obviously. for Gasha, but yeah. you get to pick if they hit Rick instead. But, but Gasha could like toss Rick down in there instead if she wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Here, buddy, you <laughs> take like this. <laughs> shield, yeah, no. No, she'll take it. All right. Boren, what you up to? So uh, Boren sees one person remaining on the battlefield and chooses to give them a counter offer. Uh, and he will say <laughs> to this remaining uh, combatant, Look at you. You scored a wonderful hit. The rest of your pride is in shambles. I suppose it might be best for you all to lay down arms. You're the only one remaining and there's four of us. I don't see much purpose in this going on any further. You've proved your mettle enough, but it wasn't enough for the likes of us. Sir doesn't like this and is like, No, come on. <laughs> Let's keep going. Once per session, make an opposed negotiation versus discipline check. Yep. To try and stagger. Uh -huh this fella. I, ha I have a I have a bigger goal in mind with this though. If I get a triumph, it's really cool, but I it, that's like a whole, <laughs> that's a 1 in 12. Oh, two just successes. two successes, no triumph, but it does work. They are staggered. <laughs> if I triumph, they become an ally. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. for the encounter. I mean, that wouldn't be much of anything, but I don't know. I just wanted to try yeah. to use it. So, uh basically Boren speaks up and they just sort of stop fighting uh for a second. They look over at him and then they look at Iskrel and Iskrel's uh, just shouts, what are you doing? Fight! <laughs> but they're distracted, so uh, they, they're they gonna be staggered on their turn, assuming they survive. Uh, who's up first? Rex? Come on, Rex, get in here. Come on, Rex. Please do the honors fine. of bashing yeah. the skull. Yeah, Rex will <laughs> do his uh, maneuver to engage, to run yeah. over there and engage, and then, yeah, he'll um, use his deflector buckler. Um, but yeah, he's just gonna run across um and kind of like s run and slide and then try to like uppercut with the buckler <laughs> All right. um damage seven uh, three so successes one advantage so they've got five soak and your buckler doesn't have any pierce so that's just going to be two damage so you do come up uh the one that gasha is not fighting with directly you just sort of get back to back with gasha and you uh uppercut and you clip them in the chin with your buckler and they sort of stagger back. And so now it's each of you sort of fighting one of the Nor back to back. Awesome. Badass. So, uh, who's up next? Gasha, you want to take this? You've been- Yeah, yeah Gasha, get in there. No boosts or anything. And unless you want to aim first. Yes, I do. Twice. Nine minus five is four. All right, so Gasha, you and your uh, Nor engage. And so every time they swing their blade, uh, their giant glaive, your head, it just disappears from where they thought it was going to be. And then you <laughs> pop up and give a couple of quick slices. And then Rick is just on your back saying, okay, duck now. You know, just watching <laughs> yeah. out for all of that. <laughs> uh, and you come up and give a good slice and literally, and literally catch their glaive from their hand and just toss it away. And they sort of like realize their beat and sort of step back. So only one left. What I would really yes. love is if, this if Boren takes this last <laughs> hit, it's just like, take yes, the last. I guy. wanted to know. Yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. wanted to know how much like like how much it takes to take one of these out because I was thinking the same thing. But I was like, does does uh, Sir have to do the initial damage and then Boren pulls off like a single 
damage you, you, to knock the last you guy just out. need to deal two wounds to him I that's see. all yeah, you yeah. Need. and then they go down we try our best to orchestrate our fights this way so that boren like if you can report it to daddy it's better when i yeah. miss too i will fail and then it'll and the whole team will be like well boy he, we tried <laughs> if not for yeah. if not for everything else uh okay yeah i um see the last one use a story point too uh no i won't be i want this okay. to fa- <laughs> matt matt martins wants this to if fail if you miss i'm i'm gonna use i'm gonna use a story point <laughs> from on my one green die yeah <laughs> uh but no i will uh i i i my fear has gone by the wayside and i think i have the better of all these i think i have the better of this final uh guy so i charge at him with my staff and I and I and I'm screaming now. Now I have a war cry. I did not notably when we were <laughs> charging into like? battle. What does now it sound that it's <laughs> it's well, it's just it's just like some sort of uh. No, I just want to hear a war cry yeah. right now. <clears throat> Hang on, <laughs> and it's got to come from it's you know it's from Boren here, so it's for Winu and all of its subjects. <laughs> charging and running. <laughs> And uh, sounds like he's crying. <laughs> he's a little bit. Yeah, Rex is shocked. It's 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 lowercase war, uppercase cry. <laughs> yeah. Two successes. Two successes. One threat. Ooh. All right. Uh, that threat is going to be a strain because yeah. you're charging in to a nor. He was strained beforehand to be. <laughs> I think that that strain was activated before anything else yeah. happened. Uh, so literally, this Nor is squaring up with Rex. He's trying to find a way to get his glaive in past the buckler. And then all of a sudden, you hear this, and it's subjugated. <laughs> and then he turns, and there's literally just the head of that staff bonk right in his face. Yeah. He just collapses. Uh, how much damage do I do? Uh, two. I wallop him. Yeah. We did just it. Just cl- clank him over the head, and he just drops. Boren is sweating more than anybody else for no for, <laughs> for no justifiable reason. Just like, gosh, I just soloed three Nor. He puts oh. his foot over the slain Sardak, like puts his foot on the slain Sardak with his staff beside him, as if he truly, <laughs> truly accomplished something here. Oh, that looks really that looks really good, Boren. That looks really good. I like that stance. <laughs> Please, Rex, take a picture of me. Pulls out a. Well, I gotta step back a little bit to get you. Oh, I want to get your shoes in uh-huh. the picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah gets the picture of it. As Rex is lining up the picture, the guy groans because he was only knocked unconscious for a couple seconds, and he just <laughs> literally knocks off. your foot away. The, the picture is me getting mid like knocked. Yeah, as, as mid hands like no falling oh, over. Sorry, born. Sorry, born. <laughs> all right, uh, but you all stand up. You're all you're victorious. And Iskril, uh, basically, she's still got her two glaives in her hands, and she goes, bum, 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 and then puts them on her back and sort of uh, glares at the Nor soldiers, uh, but then turns and says, this way. Boren follows confidently, hot on her tail. Uh, as you walk, Iskril uh, has uh, Savant as sort of just sort of like a, a device on her bandolier, and she presses a few buttons. And uh, you think she's whatever Nor have in place of ears. She's got a listening device in her ear. Yes, they'll be. Uh, I'll bring them to you quick uh, shortly. The general is waiting. Take us to him. Yeah, we barge right in. I'm, I'm riding high <laughs> off of some sort of crazy, crazy chemicals going on inside of Boren's brain. <laughs> He's overconfident. Iskra leads you in t- inside the base compound. And unlike 
Ambassador Caandris, who had those, you know, a lovely open arch that could have curtains closed. No, there's just a very plain motorized door to the general's office. There's a very big Nor insignia above the door. As she approaches, literally with the side of her fist, she just pounds the button and it just opens up. And then she stands back at attention, allowing you guys to go in. Heck yeah. Are there chairs? <laughs> <laughs> or any sort of like relics or anything like that? Mounts, Are there trophies. Are there well, relics? Yeah, like, I don't know. You know, there might be like trophies. Who knows what these, these guys get uh, into. So I'm, yeah. As you get in, the two leaders' rooms could not be any different. The general's office is spacious, sort of, but there are weapons all over the walls, and basically all of you recognize them as trophies. You can see Hakan Dune Spears, Letnev, Twin Ponyards. You can see beam rifles from the styles of many different uh, civilizations. Uh, Sir, you see a Creus Astral Lance mounted on the wall above the door. Wicked! <laughs> you can see um, some Letnev gra- uh, grazer beams as well. Not as uh, cool, but still interesting. <laughs> Sir loves a curio. <laughs> Not the entire wall, but definitely the entire wall behind the general's desk. He's got a window out to the training yard as well. Uh, and then a lot of walls along both sides are just covered with all these weapon trophies that he's taken. Is there a way I can like, and we can make this a roll, but like, I want there to not be a Winu or Lazix staff or anything like signs of defeating <laughs> Winu. Uh, that's a story point. Can I like, ro- I, oh, do I story point? I don't know. I kind of want there to be a chance for it though. So maybe, I don't know. I, maybe this is, maybe this is chasing up a, a silly So what, tree. what we'll do is if you want there to be a chance, spend the story point. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get out our D percentile. Oh, sure. And you're going to call high or low. Do you want high or low? <laughs> low. Okay. Oh. So there are no uh, Winu weapons among the general's yeah. large rack of trophies. Oren's ego is through the roof, ready for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> He's just defeated some Sardak in combat and... and feels as if he has proof that no Sardak has ever killed a Winu. Uh, so as you, as she opens the door and steps back, uh, Iskril says, General Kreerek. And I think we'll do the, the, the mirror and leave off there. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Amazing. We did it. We want to fight and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm really yeah. nervous about the amount of luck we used today and how that's going to affect. You guys got so time. many freaking <laughs> triumphs. Holy so cow. Well. Oh my gosh. <laughs>